0: Welcome back to the NES Experience. This is Ned. I'm with my host, Tay, even though I think we all know at this point in time, his name really isn't Tay. Have we came to the conclusion yet that maybe we should just release your full name?
1: I, it, it's been... I mean, I don't think we even have to release it. It's just like out there. It's You've just been using it, so I.
0: I we just use it. It's not a big deal. So would you, you prefer... Would you still... Prefer Tay, or can we just let it go? Because I'm gonna never <clears throat> completely remember, anyways.
1: Well, so here's the other thing that I will just throw out there: you're a nickname guy. Am I the only person who doesn't have a nickname?
0: Not everyone has a nickname, but most do.
1: There we go. So but I, yeah. don't,
0: but I don't. If you really don't
1: like... want to, that's okay. I, I can just be Dante
0: to you and people. Oh, Dante could be Dante could be your nickname. Anyways, so welcome back to the NES experience. Uh, We are going to talk about carbs today. That is the main topic. Uh, But before we do that, I want to give some shout outs. It was National Signing Day recently. And NES had five D1 athletes uh, sign. So we got Kylie McClain. These are all athletes on our Instagram story. Feel free to check out their hard work. And they are all training right now. Uh Kylie McLean, she's going to Monmouth. I don't want to say that she's four foot ten, but she is. So that is a great accomplishment because she is vertically challenged and it's pretty cool to see she works her ass off and she's doing a great job. There are before and after pictures, if you'd like to check those out. Uh, small on
1: strike in- zone.
0: Small strike zone. Uh hopefully she has a stance like Ricky Henderson to make it even smaller. We got TikTok, real name Addie Zelensky. Uh, I got yelled at last week because I didn't know her name. And when she asked me, what's my real name? I'm like, yeah. So I don't know why people are still getting mad about that. I give them the nickname relatively quick. So some of them, it's their Instagram. Her personally, TikTok was because when she first started, she did TikTok dances. She didn't really talk. She would just stand by herself and dance in place. And it looked like she was doing TikTok dancing. Anyways, uh, Addie, she's going to the University of New Hampshire for lacrosse. We got Evan Clark. He's a pitcher for Cheshire Academy. He's going to UMass Lowell. Um, Michael Belcher, he's going to Bryant for baseball and Lily Schoonmaker is going to Elon University for lacrosse. So Uh, It was nice to see all those guys go to their signing days. That's why we do what we do. Um, But back to carbs. Uh, When we were beating around what we were going to do for a topic, we had absolutely zero ideas and a a terrible brainstorm. And then all of a sudden, end comes through in the clutch and says, I got it. Let's do carbs because everybody has an opinion on carbs. It's controversial. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. So carbs, Dante, tell me your life about carbs. Tell me about carbs in your life.
1: Yeah, I was born to a family where uh, we believed that carbs were the devil, and we starved ourselves of them. Uh, So that, that was a fun way to grow up. Sometimes I would eat hot dogs without buns and cheeseburgers without buns and that would be very sad sometimes a little roll up of lettuce I'd have to sneak English muffins with butter uh at night uh that that's how I would get my carbs uh while watching the Andy Griffith show so that that was a great childhood memory of mine so me and carbs are in a very Tenuous relationship, and they have probably given me quite a few eating disorders because I love carbs. I'm also a Italian
0: um, so it sounds like you were grew up in the Atkins diet era,
1: yeah, probably I'm not familiar with it, but you know uh
0: yeah, I mean probably. it's no it's it's no carbs um so. My history with carbs was I grew up in the 80s. So this was the uh, the cereal revolution <clears throat> of garbage cereal, uh, white bread, fat-free. Everything was fat-free, sugar-free. If you were doing fat-free and sugar-free, you were good. Uh, and then carbs didn't matter because it was basically ultra-processed stuff that tasted good and at that point in time um for a variety of reasons which we're going to go into later it ended up being a boom and generally wrecked the world but yeah i had my mom would do you know cheerios like if i had cheerios that was i mean that wasn't as bad as like lucky charms so all my friends were doing the the super bad carbs i was doing the the corn flakes my mom was like corn flakes corn healthy boom Uh, but we, as we all know that that's not true. Um, so I wasn't restricted of carbs. I was given all the wrong high glycemic, fast absorbing insulin busting, uh, carbs. And that was how I grew up because the concept of fiber didn't come around until, uh, mid nineties. So your, your experiences with carbs is it all comes with, yeah, there's a lot of different variables. Where you're from, what era of time where you did you grow up, um, your economic situation. So, but people have came to the conclusion that carbs are evil and carbs make you fat. And this is what I want to talk about today: breaking down good carbs, bad carbs, when you're supposed to eat them. You know everything about defending carbs. I have to be a carb lawyer because they get a bad rap. And they receive the blame from people on why they're fat. And it's not the carbs that are making you fat. It's the nine other factors of things that you're not doing um, the right way or at all. That's probably why you're fat. The carbs are just, you know, a portion of why you're fat. So um, when I was talking about what era you grew grew up in um, and what we see in the supermarket, you know your highest profit margins are ultra processed carbohydrates so if you have a product that tastes great cheap and makes the man a lot of money it's it's a hard thing to overcome and beat. and the shelf life on it is is way longer because of all the preservatives that they put into it so they're they're not leaving, they're here to stay. Um and we have to be able to navigate around them and know what ones we should take in, uh, when we should take them, the, the content, the volume, the timing, all of those things I want to go over um to defend my carbs. Cause and I'm gonna talk shit about carbs. So it's the good carbs that we're gonna talk about, list, and then the bad carbs we're gonna list. So everybody knows, even though I think everyone knows, but they just don't want to retain it. Do you agree or disagree? We were talking about this before we started. Is this a humans truly, are they turning the eye to all the information that they know? <clears throat> are they using it as a scapegoat blame blame game? Or do they really, is no one educating them? Or they have just no clue when they're under a rock? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think they definitely know what's good to eat, what's bad to eat cuz it's pretty pretty easy. Like if you really think like a twinkie or a piece of cake is healthy, that's a problem. Uh I think there's also some kind of a little bit of willful willful ignorance maybe cuz I know like you said you grew up in a house where you were taught and probably believed for but the corn was healthy. I grew up in a house where I was told and taught that Cheesecake was healthy because it's cheese and dairy, and that's good. It's the best dessert to eat.
0: So and but that was we were using rotary phones, and uh, well, I never had cable. Uh, it was a different time. Like this is like you can Google it.
1: I, well, uh, maybe it's a personal problem, but I always forget that you can Google it. So I I I, I didn't Google if cheesecake was healthy.
0: Someone finally just told me
1: it was really bad. Uh, right. I looked like an idiot.
0: So, the 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 big thing is carbs don't make you fat. I'm going to change this statement to make it accurate or correct. And eating the wrong type of carbs at the wrong time and the wrong amount can contribute to weight gain. So those are three different areas to look at, and that I'm, contribute. So it's not going to be. That's still it's all the things that you're eating around that and all the things that you're not doing, like not exercising that we're not gonna talk about because we that's all common sense. So I want to talk about the right types or of carbs that we want to take in, slow absorbing carbs, low glycemic. There's research that comes out now saying that the glycemic index isn't accurate and there's holes and flaws, and the answer is I don't care. It's it's accurate enough and it's kind of it's kind of proven. And it has been for 20 years, just people keep jumping into new different fad diets and things like that. But at the end of the day, no one is eating. Let me take you through a day. And I want you to tell me if you would guess that this person would be fat. For breakfast, you have oatmeal and eggs. For lunch, you have a ham and turkey sandwich on whole wheat. For dinner, you have grilled chicken with a little gorilla thin spaghetti and some vegetables. And then you throw some uh, snacks in there, maybe a protein bar or a, a, a good high-protein granola bar and a couple pieces of fruit. So, if you ate that every day, you're not going to be fat. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. But though I, I managed to eat carbs five times in the day. But if you look at people that are overweight or obese their meals don't look anything like that um so though the, the slow absorbing carb is going to be less likely to get stored as fat it's going to make your brain function better it's going to give you steady energy levels which is why we want to have these especially if you're an athlete pre workout pre competition um and this is these now we have to go into you know something like We'll start with rice because they're oh, I had rice. White rice or brown rice. We all know that brown rice is is the slow absorbing one with fiber. It's gonna keep our energy levels steady. It's not that low. It's like a moderate glycemic, but it's fine because we're always working in a protein. This is why you always want to have protein and carbs, because proteins slow down the absorption of whatever carb you're eating. So even if you're eating a higher glycemic, faster absorbing, like Dante's Sunday pasta dinner at the family's house or whatever, that stuff that tastes really good by just mixing it with a bunch of protein and fat, it's going to do less damage than it would be if it was, you know, standalone, but, um, slow absorbing carbs include brown rice, quinoa, red skin, potatoes, whole wheat pasta, oats, whole wheat bread, English muffins, not the white ones, the Thomas hundred percent whole wheat uh protein granola bella vita bars which is one of the number one things we go to should be a bella vita sponsor because all of our athletes i have them use those pre-game and pre-workout and then i also have a list on instagram we just posted a week ago of all the things that you should eat and if you look at all the list of all the different options they're all they all basically are slow absorbing carbohydrates. so if you would like examples of those wheat products, assuming that you don't have wheat wheat or gluten insensitivity, uh, you want to check those out so if all those things that I said, if you're eating those every day, you're not you're not gonna get fat. It's not possible, but people don't want to eat those because they don't taste as good and there's a preparation um involved with those. Well at least the the ones that need to be cooked. Um so with our athletes and our adults, those those are the carbs that you're gonna have generally throughout your day. Uh, there's a gray area. So people are all about extremes. They want to either go no carbs at all. It's one way or the other. And the answer is if I have the option of having so a baked potato is actually um fast absorbing and high glycemic so through 20 years i have been bouncing back and forth with baked potatoes and whether to recommend them to people um and it's a it's a gray area carbohydrate cuz yes it's fast absorbing but if you eat the skin and if you look at all the health benefits of a baked potato and if you start to compare the baked potato assuming you're eating with the skin i keep driving that home uh It's a mess trying to get my kids to eat the the skin, but anyways, the it's a way better option than Rice Krispies. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of common any white fast absorbing, which we're going to talk about later. So it's not the best option, but it's a better option. Making choices. Don't want to sound like an after school special, you know. And it's all about making the right choice, but it kind of is about making choices. so gray area foods couscous the foods so nice they named it twice um white flour wraps so i spent 20 years i was just forcing these uh wheat wraps down from trader joe's for like a four year clip i'd buy them 4 days later they're moldy why cuz they don't have any preservatives in them and they're actually good for you you want a fun fact if it gets moldy it's probably good for you you know it doesn't get moldy mcdonald's even after like years um so I used to pitch to everybody, but you know I practice what I preach, and I'm sitting here for years eating these whole. I'm like, these wraps suck. Whole wheat wraps stink. Um So I don't necessarily recommend the whole wheat wrap. It all depends. So I would say try it out. If you find one that you like uh and it tastes good, that's awesome. But when you look at the when you look at you know a, what a wrap allows you to do is it allows you to take in less carbs. So you're going to get like 23 grams of carbs. And and if you're having a wrap, hopefully you're putting a lot of protein mixing to slow down the absorption. You're not doing a lot of damage. I don't, I don't think people are getting fat because they are eating one tortilla a day that's 100 calories. Would you agree or disagree?
1: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I do right. have a question about the baked potato, though. What what if you put a little oil and you cover the skin in salt and you eat the skin? Is that still healthy?
0: Or is that too much salt? Here's the good news. You're a big guy and you're a sweater. And big sweaters need extra salt. So, yeah, it's do whatever you need to do. Olive oil is healthy. I forgot you're a cook. Uh, it, it adds great texture to the potato and it gives a good flavor. So, yes, roll it in olive oil and salt. I'm just lazy. I probably should do that for my kids because maybe it'll increase the chance that they'll eat them. But uh, yes, you can do that. And if you're weight gain, the best weight gain meal ever, even though I eat it, I eat it because my kids like it, um, is loaded baked potatoes. And you can make them healthy or unhealthy. So if you're vibing, you know, something, a healthy move, you take hood country style cottage cheese, throw a half cup of t- on top of that, and you hit it with uh, scallions, green onions. You follow me? A little salt. Do you see where I'm going with this? Oh, yeah. So now I have a great protein slowing down the absorption of the potato but i still get the nutrients from the outside of the potato um and cottage cheese actually people are blending cottage cheese cottage cheese is becoming a thing which uh you just have to get the right type as hood should pay me for endorsing them hood country style cottage cheese four percent i got in an argument on thanksgiving not an argument but a discussion with my brother-in-law because he was telling me his new uh, method of losing weight, which is reverting back to you know everything that everybody does. So he's like, yeah, cottage cheese. I go with the uh, the one percent or zero percent. Yeah, it's nasty. I mean, the it's hard enough to get cottage cheese down. I'm 20 years into my phases of cottage cheese, and um, the his ratios were wrong. But I'm not going to sit there on Thanksgiving and he was like the the four percent. Uh, there's very little difference. There's a little bit more fat. You know, there's three percent more fat, which is fine, because it what it what that three percent of fat does is it makes the cottage cheese delightful, and I love to have it. Whereas if I get the generic, zero percent, I'm sad and it tastes like shit, and I'm eating it like medicine, and it's harder to get down. I want, I'm willing for the extra 25 calories because it's so not calorie dense. I'm, I'm, or 50, I want the flavor and the fat. And the fat's probably like whole milk anyways. And the whole milk is what you want. So I don't want people doctoring. And by cutting the percentage of fat, you're actually cutting out um, some of the calcium out of the cottage cheese. Point being with our potato, we can flip it two ways. We could go that way or we could go the real yummy way, which is cook up a whole pack of bacon. I mean, cook up a whole pack of bacon uh, on 350 degrees and uh, cook it in the oven for 30 minutes or chop it finely raw and throw it in the pan and cook it till it's all brown with the scallions or red onions, with a bomb of shredded cheddar cheese uh, two or three tablespoons of butter, sour cream. You see where I'm going with this? So I make it probably once every two weeks at the house. So you don't have, I mean, the bacon is kind of, I mean, some of the shit's excessive. But what you do get is you get your 1,000 calorie meal for our weight gain guys with a little bit of nutrition in it. Um, And it's, you know, I, that is a better option for them than McDonald's. It's all a spectrum, so um throwing that out there, so we were oh we left off white flour wraps and corn tortillas, so gray area carbs, it's you know taking those, and I just showed you an example with the baked potato, how to sex it up and make it healthier um so those are what we want to gravitate towards, and that what we don't want is the fast absorbing carbs though oh my god, these this isn't healthy, so the top six worst carbs you can eat. Everybody has their list. I went online and looked at a couple lists. This is my list, which actually coordinates with theirs for the most part. Number six, saltines. Uh when you put a saltine in your mouth, if you hold it in your mouth for a minute, it'll turn sweet. Sugar. It's one of the fastest absorbing things. It is only a couple chain lengths away from actually being sugar. Um so eating saltines is the same thing as eating sweet tarts, uh, Ritz crackers, enriched wheat flour, goldfish. Every, I mean, I, I gained eight pounds eating goldfish with Mila uh, in her first year. So I know all about what enriched wheat flour. When you're looking anything on the back of a nutrition label, <clears throat> you have to make sure that it says, and this is something that I've told thousands of people, but still thousands of people. Other people don't look at the back a week ago there. I have a football player who is, we suddenly get lean plan. He's a running back for college and you were going over carbs and he's like, I got multigrain." like those. I thought it's common knowledge that multigrain is bullshit. It's not common knowledge that multigrain is bullshit. So I had to sit there like, man, it's 2023. You, you don't know that you flip it to the back and it has to say whole wheat flour or whole, if it whole That word has to be number one. So we're still, I just, I don't know. I thought we've evolved and gotten smarter, but goldfish and rich wheat flour. And I mean, obviously chips. So all these ultra processed crackers, that's number six on my list. Number five, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are actually worse than baked potatoes because when you mash a potato, it already breaks, starts breaking it down even more and it raises the glycemic or it speeds up the absorption rate even more. So A baked potato is better for you because it has the skin and you have to break it up. Whereas a mashed potato, Zoom, goes right down. Mashed potatoes are a death sentence. I was fed them to me. Everybody is, you know, fed mashed potatoes. Well, maybe not everybody, but everybody in Indiana is eating mashed potatoes on the regular. Um, And maybe that's why they're such an obese state. So mashed potatoes are a dumpster fire. And I don't even even wait... It's not good for weight gain unless you're throwing a couple sticks of butter in there and like a bucket of whole milk and then you make a cheesy potatoes by dumping a bucket of shredded cheddar cheese in there um i just don't even have i don't recommend anybody to have mashed potatoes it's just unless you're sick so think about this when you come off you know being sick there's a, a selection of foods that are safe for your stomach to eat. Those are all garbage. So which is kind of cool cuz the only time I get to eat saltines is after I am sick and it's like, "Oh, I can't have anything that has to make my intestines work." So I get to eat mashed potatoes, white rice, um and all the stuff that are on this list. So, uh, mashed potatoes dumpster fire, white rice, mess. There's if you look at Asian countries and like diabetes, It's there's like a correlation between that and and just the I don't know which specific Asian area of Asia eats a whole bunch of white rice, but it's affecting their their health like in a bad way. And that's because it's liquid sugar and you can eat high volumes of it. It plays with your insulin levels. You get hungry again. More rice, more rice, more rice Um, that. So white rice, we generally want it. we can make it a little bit better and they're eating standalone plates of white rice. That is the absolute worst thing you want to do. If you want to be fat, just eat a big plate of white rice. A lot of people do that. It's quick. It's easy. Get it down. Easy prep, but food mixing. So, you know, if you are in a situation where you have to do that, just load it up with vegetables and a shit ton of protein and, and try and that'll minimize the damage. Um, Pancakes and waffles, so what the world lived on starting in the 80s, your Eggo waffles, all the stuff that you can just stick in a toaster, um, all of that stuff, and morning, morning carb, common morning carb options of pancakes and waffles are a mess. Um, my kids love them. So we do them on Sundays. So they also make versions. I haven't found a good tasting pancake version. Kodiak has an okay uh, pancake version. They make one in a cup that is actually an option. But waffles, the Kodiak high-protein waffles, I think it's on our Insta story, um, is under the food highlights. Uh, but that would be the good type of waffle. That's number three. Regular pop and soda, just killing people. Uh Amazing. That's number two. And then bagels, which I actually believe bagels should be illegal. Uh, I believe bagels are worse than most drugs. Not like crack or anything, but maybe. Bagels, we're making people fat. Bagels, as I have briefly talked about on the podcast, my dad is having health issues and he has diabetes. And the reason why he is in this situation is because of panera bagels every day seven days a week you know for like a four or five year clip so bagels i i can feel myself getting fatter when i eat a bagel bagels are a disaster i can so when i moved out here to cheshire we went to uh there's a place that has a really good i mean it's hard to find good good bagels in connecticut but they make a good bagel, and we're like, "Oh, bagels!" And we got a little bagel cake. Three weeks gained like five pounds because I ate a bagel, and then my blood sugar levels were just a, a disaster. I'm hungry. Another bagel. Bagel intervals. If Sunday was bagel interval day, where I casually would eat three, and I would try to, and then I'm throwing like chicken salad on it with all the fat, and every time I'm taking whatever I'm putting on the bagel, cream cheese. Um you're ripping seven eight hundred calories every time and just a quarter pound of of carbs and sugar. It's a mess. I heard you have a bagel issue
1: do I do have a bagel issue i found I live in New York, so good bagels found a good place. Is it the it, water it probably might be the water um but Found a good gluten-free bagel place. And the bagels get moldy if you leave them out for like four or five days. So my question to you is, do I really have a bagel problem if they're gluten-free homemade bagels?
0: That is a great question. Um, I would have to see... I would have to talk to the owner and see the whole makeup of that bagel. But yeah, gluten-free, I mean... I'll take it. It depends. I, what are your other options? Do you do you really love them? You you know I I will say they're and what, they're just on. so good
1: you can't even tell that they're gluten free, but also not just for breakfast but during football Sunday like NFL football Sunday, obviously NFL,
0: Uh make a little pizza bagel. Ooh, uh, what do you normally put on this gluten free bagel? Uh, what do you, and what do you eat it with? I eat it with
1: cream cheese. Mm. Mm. A lot or
0: a little? I eat it with a lot of cream cheese. All
1: right. Well, not two tablespoons, because that's the serving size. And I've started measuring out my two tablespoons of
0: cream cheese. NES isn't all about measuring long term. So you just eyeball what that that first time you measured something... You only do that one time, and you take a little snapshot. You follow me? Oh, and yeah. Because the world of weighing things is so bodybuilding, and, and we don't have time for that shit. But, uh, yeah, no, two tablespoons, that won't hurt you too bad. Uh, and it's gluten-free, added bonus. So there is your list of the shittiest carbs that you should generally, whether you're trying to gain weight or lose weight, weight gain, I don't care if they have bagels because uh, they can't get fat. Uh, things, like, I'm, let me go down the list for you weight gain people. So bagels, I'm fine with it You would get to add bonus if it was whole wheat or Dante's um amazing gluten-free bagels and wherever the hell he lives in New York. Uh, soda, I generally don't recommend to anyone ever. Pancakes and waffles, I mean, if you're on the weight gain, add it with protein. And then white rice, you just really don't need to do it. Uh, Because it doesn't have a lot of calories in it, anyways. Mashed potatoes are a waste of time. And the saltines, crackers stuff, it's not calorie dense enough. So you're just filling your stomach up. So I really wouldn't go with that option. There you go, weight gain people. So when to eat them? We have two different demographics we have athletes that listen to this podcast and adults. So I'm going to go over um, athletes first because athletes need carbs. Um, When you need to perform. So before games, I have so many people that just eat an apple or an orange before a game. I don't understand those things have like 20 grams of carbs. You're burning through that before you step on the court. It's not enough. So you should have the list on my Insta of all types of pre-workout carbs. Now, you do want to add some of them have protein worked in. As far as protein mixing with your carbs pre-game, it really depends. If you're on the go for practice and you can't do it, then we have all the things in bar form or the granola that has the added protein in it. But if you're home and you can prepare, obviously something like chicken or fish that's not gone bad from a reputable market, uh, easy digesting lean proteins and a slow-absorbing carb before you train. So uh, when you need energy, uh, when do you need energy? So in the real world, you need it for working, whether your sport is working, and you're a professional athlete or you're working world, whatever. You should have carbs in the carbs in the morning don't make you fat. Carbs at night can contribute to fat. So and before training, I have probably once every two to three weeks, sp- basically when athletes first start up. Even though I tell them this, and they get to, they get dizzy and they want to pass out and faint. Like every two to three weeks. What would you eat? Piece of fruit? Great. So I have bars and all this stuff that I want them to eat. I keep some of it there, feed the kid, and it's just Bulgarians. The worst thing is I'm to the point now where if I do Bulgarians, I'd be like, what did you eat today? Because as you know, it gets your heart rate up, and it's, it is very taxing on the body. And when you don't eat, especially carbs, uh, your body just starts laughing, and then it's like, yeah, I'm going to shut down dum-dum, have that dude get me something to eat and listen to him when when he tells you to don't do this shit again. So, I feel like that happened to you.
1: Oh, um, not with you, because when I actually got with you, the diet, everything just completely improved. I'd pass that, I'd get terrible nosebleeds at least once a week, like, for two, three summers in a row just training. I trained five, six hours a day. No That's- carbs
0: yeah body's working real hard real hard to function you just don't get good at workouts like i work out because it's kind of my job and i because i'm a nerd like literally i will write down what i eat and then i will do my workout and then i'll grade it and how i felt and you know things like oatmeal and slow absorbing carbs and a good amount of them and i get a great workout and then sometimes depending on the game of life i've done every spectrum of everything only protein only carb mostly fat Uh, a lot of food little food no food i've used every combination and even in my day my game of life i end up getting in a couple of those situations and i always get the best workouts having carbs and i need that to happen because i need my athletes to get the best workouts when they're in there because we're only in there for three days a week for 90 minutes so you have to go hard every time that you go in there unless it's a download but or unload but in general like you're wasting your time the quality and the better workout is going to burn more fat and burn more of the things that you're eating so um carbs are for slow absorbing carbs before competition and working out is really important and fruit doesn't work as i said so um after you lift weights so the one time and people don't understand this and I don't understand why because you could just Google it. But sugar is okay to live or c- is sugar is okay to consume after strength training, not cardio, strength training. That's one of the benefits of strength training because when you get done, I get put in the situation. I left at two o'clock, I gotta be at work by 315. It's like, I do my best to prepare, but it's like, ah, but I don't have to feel guilty if I have to have a shitty carb because I'm surrounded by seven nine year old crap, uh, if I have to grab one of those like peanut butter crackers, it's uh, a guilt free peanut butter crackers. Because my big ass has burned so many calories in this past hour, this that this little bitch hundred and fifty calorie package of peanut butter crackers and the carbs that are in it, man, they my body's laughing at that. It's like it's the warm up. So there is a timing window. So when you if you want to have white rice, if you want to have baked potatoes, if you want to have so sushi is one of the best things you can have after you work out because it's fast, you want fast-absorbing protein, I'm sorry, fast-absorbing carbohydrates and fast-absorbing protein. So whey protein and sugar, those are two components with calcium, magnesium. That's why you. it is good to throw fruit in there as an addition, not a standalone, but in addition to kind of what you're doing. Um, those are times when athletes need carbs. When do athletes not need carbs? when that's sunday and they're laying around all day watching football so that doesn't mean that you should smash pizzas unless you're a weight gain guy on a sunday so it there's that timing component um and content so athletes you're it's what am i doing i have to fuel myself put gas in the car to prepare and then after lifting have your carb it's a carb sandwich have carbs before you lift lift and then have carbs after after you left the carb sandwich for athletes and adults um but do you have any questions or comments good points bad points that i made dante on athletes and carbs uh
1: maybe just one uh you know in the beginning said starved with carbs and, and all of that and it just led to a craving of carbs uh really kind of turned into a craving of like sugar for me and for me a lot of the time it wasn't the carbs that was killing me it was everything i was eating with the carbs or it would just be that i'm eating so much you know i used to be able to kill like an entire large pizza And that's just an insane amount of like carbs, the same amount of like sugar in the dough. So it's not it's not healthy. It's quantity, it's portion control, and it's, you know, picking the right
0: thing to eat along with the carb. Yes, because you get with your pizza, you get, you know, what are you putting on it? So you get the fat component and you get more sugar with your cheese. And then, you know, people are taking carbs and they're frying it or they're putting it in sauces and then you get levels. But also, once you get done eating those carbs, then it makes you, you can eat a bagel and then crave a candy bar. Because your body isn't like, I'm craving another bagel. My, Your body is like, I need to raise my blood sugar levels. And what's going to do that? Well, candy bar, will, candy will do that also. So eating a classically not sugary carb, like pancakes can make you crave donuts after that because it just needs sugar and it needs it now um so adults eat the good ones we already went over that earlier you want to eat carbs early you want to front load your carbs most adults are most active earlier in the day the more active you are the less the more you need carbs for energy but the more you're going to use them up and not store them as fat so um it's There's a timing component to carbs. Nighttime carbs are the problem. Uh, The wrong nighttime carbs. So I don't want to make just blanket statements on carbs. It's, It's going in deep and saying which ones at what time and how much. So eat carbs earlier in the day, less at night, add protein or fat. Protein and fat at night is the best way to curb. I'm hungry component because you're not going to store that uh it's going to take longer to break down and you're less likely it's going to fill you up quicker and it's going to be less likely to store as fat does that make sense it does absolutely um look at your adults look at your schedule you should all be lifting weights you know this uh, now that you're doing that two to three times a week um you're going to eat more carbs on those days same thing with athletes i didn't bring it up on lift days, you're gonna eat more carbs. On non lift days, you don't need carbs because we're eating carbs when we need to eat carbs. So <clears throat> you're if you're a morning workout person, you're gonna have your carbs in the morning, then you're gonna lift, and then you're gonna have your carbs afterwards, and then you can taper it off. Just have a little bit for lunch and then have no carbs, aka protein, and veggies for dinner. Now you have a day where you don't do shit off day. You don't need any carbs. I mean you have carbs in the morning because well it's an off day so you don't need to use your brain so you know i do believe there are times where you don't need to eat any carbs um but that's when you're not doing anything so you also have to look at except you don't have excessive excessive amounts of anything is a problem so <clears throat> the more you eat the bigger the the insulin level spike and the more problems you're gonna have. So and as I have said like seven times in this podcast, mix it with protein. It makes everything better. So Dante Adult, you got that? Yeah. Because you've that's... been Dante Adult and Dante athlete. Yeah,
1: Dante Adult is not like being Dante Adult. Um would much rather be athlete or even just child again. But as dante told, it makes a lot of sense uh carbs are kind of like fuel so your body needs it to be able to go there's not a lot of sense in putting fuel in your body you know and then just going to sleep so uh i always have better days when i eat like an english muffin or a carb in the, the morning or a little pasta for lunch if i have pasta for dinner or stuff like that like my morning just sucks i'm just so like sluggish and slow it's like a the carb hangover. So, I'm not a fan of that. But, not fun being an adult. Didn't get carb hangovers as a kid. I used to eat a whole fucking piece of pizza.
0: Or a whole pizza. It's like half pizzas. Hiding from your father.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I eat a whole cake, you know. Now I eat a slice of cake. I'm fucking on the toilet for like 30 minutes in the morning. Just like, questioning whether I want to live or not so
0: jesus uh,
1: yeah yeah it's it's bad i pay severely
0: <laughs> for my for my sweet tooth disease it's, it's brutal anyways the uh, the takeaway here today is carbs are, are are good and they're necessary and for athletes they help you perform at a high level and give you great workouts therefore making you bigger faster and stronger fuel your engine and for adults you need them too you just need generally less of them. Uh, and timing is more important for you. You have less wiggle room because the old metabolism isn't working like it used to be. But uh, learn to live with them. <clears throat> eat some of the bad ones. Eat most of the good ones. And uh, I bet you won't be fat. Yeah. It's it's all about not being
1: fat and not getting, you know, that diabetes. Because that, uh, that is a tough one. My My grandfather had that because he had a ridiculous sweet tooth and would just eat a ton of carbs. And it, it, uh, it was not great. So he, uh, he was gone at 48. It was really quick. Cause I just every single night would sneak
0: sweets and, you know, just carbs for dinner. It was brutal. Yeah. So. Bagels, soda, pancakes, waffles, rice, mashed potatoes, crackers, all that type of stuff. Pizza. Yeah spaghetti Good list right there uh awesome.
1: speaking of lists you should add the nes experience to your list of podcasts you subscribe to uh like our podcast too if you wouldn't mind it is our we've been doing this for two years now ned that's uh that's pretty crazy time goes by very fast but yeah you have any any thoughts or reflections as we we head off on our two years. I know I'm not supposed to ask you for any thoughts or reflections anymore, but since it's been two years, why not ask one last time?
0: Uh, well, Dante, uh, my hope in doing these was to get one percent better every time. I believe this is episode forty-five. Is it forty-five? I yeah, it's either forty-five or forty-six. Or I believe. I believe this is episode 44. I believe this... Stop talking. This is for when you edit it. I believe this is episode 45. I believe this is episode 46. So my hope was to get 1% better. So I should be 46% better from from episode 1. Do you follow me 1%? You see them on the Instagram live stories all the time. So, I mean, Dante, if I've gotten 46% better, which I don't think I have, then I think we're doing a great job. Uh if I'm not, then it's not your fault, it's mine. All right
1: then. Uh make sure to like and subscribe to our podcast as I said. We really appreciate you guys for the last 2 years and hopefully, you know, another another few episodes, few However long we do it, Uh, as long as we keep getting 1% better every time. And yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks, and hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, I made a turkey, fourth time, and I named him Henry. So uh, that was my Thanksgiving. Hope your guys' was wonderful. It's the NES experience.